Welcome to Christy's Bits of Wisdom podcast. I'm your host, Christy. My goal is to help you start your mornings off right by sharing a short story or a parable that will motivate and encourage you to live your best life with God. By using the infinite wisdom found in His Word, you truly can live a life of happiness and peace in Christ. I'm leaving proof. I hope you'll stick around and subscribe. Also, if you like what you hear, please share with your friends and family so they can scoop up some bits of wisdom for themselves. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the podcast. Today is Friday, TGIF, woo! <laughs> um, yeah, you worked all week and now comes the weekend, you get two days off and you deserve to rest and have fun doing whatever you want, spending time with your family, laying by the pool, um, laying in bed all weekend if you don't want to get up, <laughs> whatever you want to do that brings you happiness and joy and uh, relaxation do it because you deserve it after having a, a hard week at work. Um, and if you don't work, hey, knock yourself out, relax as well because <laughs> you deserve it too. I mean, I don't work outside the home. Um, I do go to school and stuff, but I don't actually go to a job every day. So I look forward to the weekend too. So nothing wrong with that. But anyway, um, today I want to title this episode, um, The Image Versus Reality. And uh, because the image that you see is not always the truth. Um, it's not always real. Um, so let me hop right into it. So one time about nine years ago, I'm going to say, probably about nine years ago, I had this friend. And for this episode, I'm going to call her Carol. <laughs> I'm not going to use her real name, so we'll just call her Carol. And uh, I had met her while I was working in an office. Um, like I said, about nine years ago, and Carol was really a pleasant person. She was really sweet. Um, she was very polite. She was always punctual. She showed up on time, um, never late. Um, she wore nice clothes. You know, she didn't like dress up like she had a million dollars, but she wore nice professional clothes for the office. Um, she drove a nice car, and she just seemed like she had her life all together, and um, and really respected her for that, you know, looked up to her um, for that, admired her. Um, and, and if you had asked me to describe her back then, I would have said the same things that I said just now. But anyway, um, me and Carol became friends um, at the office because I've always, I have never been able to just go into a job and, you know, you hear a lot of people say, um, I'm just here for a paycheck, not for friendship. Well, I get what they're saying, but I can't be around people without forming friendships. That's just who I am. I'm a people person. I'm very outgoing. I'm very extroverted once I get um, around people. Um, so, yeah, I just automatically form friendships and want to form friendships with people. Um, but anyway, so me and Carol became friends. And um, we would go out to lunch occasionally whenever, you know, whenever her schedule, my schedule lined up to where we could, <clears throat> excuse me, we would, uh, we would go eat lunch together. So one day during lunch, early on in our friendship, um, we started to talk about just general things about life, um, you know, where you're from originally, um, where you live now. And 
I told her where I live, my neighborhood. And when she told me where she lived, I immediately perked up. And I was like, oh, I go by there every day. I love your house. Um, and Carol, listen, Carol had the prettiest little house ever. It wasn't big. It wasn't a mansion. But it was so pretty. I mean, you can take the tiniest home. And if you, you know, if it's clean um, and your yard is pretty and your landscape is pretty, you can look like you live in a million-dollar home. Um, but anyway, um, I told her that I, she had the most beautiful landscaping and yard I had ever seen. Um, her, her little house was surrounded by all these bright flowers. So her flower beds were gorgeous. She had rose bushes um, and she had the cliche white picket fence. No joke. <laughs> she, she had the white picket fence that, you know, you hear everybody talk about they want. Um, she had like a bird bath and a fountain and um, like to the right of the gate. And then on the left, she had like a small rose garden. I mean, it was perfect. It looked like something out of a magazine or uh, off of HGTV when they get done, you know, staging those homes to sell. But anyway, at that time, I was living in a two bedroom townhouse where I just had like a simple little mat at the front door that said, welcome. I didn't have any flowers, no trees, no roses, nothing that I could enjoy seeing. Um, you know, when I was, when I would get off work and go home in the evenings, my house was just, I mean, I was thankful for it. Don't get me wrong. It was nice. Have it clean. But it was just like a bland, run-of-the-mill, two-bedroom townhouse. Um, and so I, every day when I would drive by Carol's house, not knowing it was Carol's, every time I would drive by the house, I would think, oh, how lucky those people are. It's so pretty. Um, and believe me, it was the prettiest place on the block, maybe even in that small town where we lived. Um, but anyway, one day Carol invited me to go to the movies with her and I agreed, um, because all I did basically was just work and go home, work and go home. Um, and I needed to get out, you know, and enjoy myself. Um, and so I got up on that Saturday and I got dressed and put on my makeup and I texted her to tell her that I would meet her at her house. Um, instead of making her come out of the way to get me at my house. So Carol agreed and um, I left. Um, so I was not only happy to be getting out of the house to go socialize, but I was looking forward to seeing the inside of Carol's house when I got there because I thought, wow, you know, if the outside is this pretty, I bet the inside is gorgeous. I mean, I figured it looked like a picture, like I said, like HDTV worthy. <laughs> um, so I got there and as I walked through the gate um like I said that perfect little picket fence <laughs> as I walked through that gate I was mesmerized um by the beauty of all the roses and then the like you could smell like that rose garden you could smell the roses and I thought man this is like heaven and I closed my eyes and I just stopped there and I just took it all in I just took in that that sweet scent and for a split second, it reminded me of my grandpa's roses um, that he always tended to. My grandmother had gotten really sick um, several years before she died. She died in 1999, and several years before that, she had she had gotten dementia, which progressed to Alzheimer's, and then she had a stroke. She became completely immobile. She couldn't talk anything, nothing like that. And you know, my mom was a nurse, and so they kept her at home, and my mom and my grandpa took care of her, but. Before she had had the stroke, she loved to sit on the porch. So my grandpa, he um, he um, planted tons of roses in the front yard. And every single day, 
he would take her out and sit her on the porch and let her sit there while he tended to those rose bushes. And um, after when he died in 2000, my granny died in 99, my grandpa died in 2005. And after he died, every single day, I would go, he just lived next door. They lived next door to me. And I would go over there and I would tend those roses too, just like my grandpa did. I mean, I would like, I would sit down with a pair of scissors and cut the grass around the rose bushes where I couldn't get the weed eater or whatever, you know, and the lawnmower. I would just tend, I tended them with love, just like my grandpa did. But anyway, back to the story. <laughs> So that's what Carol's roses reminded me of, of my grandpa's. Maybe that's why I was drawn to them. Maybe that's why I loved them so much. But um, she had a beautiful, like, wrought iron trellis um, where they were all just kind of creeping up, making their way toward the sky. And it was just beautiful. I mean, it was beautiful. And she had begonias and petunias that were mismatched in color, but they seemed to create um, just a beautiful picture. Um, just side by side in the flower bed. And um, that, that flower bed ran parallel to the stepping stones that led up to her porch. And her house was just, her yard and stuff, it was, it was so perfect that I felt like I just wanted to plop down on the small white bench under the tree and just stay there forever. It was so peaceful and so calm. And it just felt like there was something so soothing about Carol's house that I couldn't find it my own. And I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> But anyway, um, <clears throat> while I was lost in my fantasy of how perfect her life was based on her garden, her yard, um, I heard her call out to me, hey, come on in, I'm getting my shoes and my purse. And so I glanced over and I saw her in the doorway and um, then she walked away. And so I smiled because I thought, oh, now I got to get to see the inside. And I was just really happy. <laughs> and um, so I... So I walked in the front door and after being outside in the sun for a little while, it took my eyes a few seconds to adjust. Um, but when they did, I was shocked by what I saw. And um, I'm telling you, it was bad. My heart sunk um, and it felt like somebody had punched me in the gut because Carol's house, the living room was a complete disaster. Oh God. I mean, it was, it was bad. Um, Sometimes I think that's putting it mildly. It was horrific. <laughs> she had a mess everywhere. Um, everywhere I looked, there was like papers that were just like strewn all over. Uh, her throw pillows were on the floor, not on the couch. Um, there was two cats that were laying on the kitchen counter. You could see right through the kitchen. Um, bowls of food that were half eaten were on the coffee table. I saw shoes all over the living room floor. Um, a basket of unfolded clothes. I mean, it was bad. It was bad, y'all. Um, she had uh, like a pyramid of <laughs> pop cans in the corner. It was like she just, I don't know. And I was like, good God, I couldn't, I just, I just couldn't reconcile. Like my mind wasn't able to process what I was seeing on the inside compared to what I'd seen on the outside every single day. And the smell was awful too. I mean, it was a combination of, uh, sour trash and probably like something that was mildewed in the laundry room in the kitchen and I was mortified I was mortified I, I just couldn't believe that this was the home of the woman that I knew from work um the woman that dressed so well and drove a nice car and was always punctual and 
you know, just seemed to have it all together. I mean, I kept thinking, God, this has to be a mistake. I was like, am I in the twilight zone? Um, and I started to think, how could it be so pretty outside with this perfect garden and flowers and be such a mess on the inside with all the clutter and that stench? And I thought about how, as I looked around, I thought, man, this would not be an easy task to try to clean this up and how she might as well get a bulldozer to come in and just wipe it clean so she could start over. And then I thought, I thought, man, like the, I don't know, just the difference of how it was on the outside and the inside got me thinking like, that's the way we are sometimes, you know, we appear to have things all together on the outside, but on the inside, we're a mess. Um, we have junk in our lives that doesn't belong and we have messes that only God can clean up. And um, he comes in with his blood and washes our dirty walls and floors, our sin, and cleans up our lives and our minds so that we're presentable to him and to others. Um, but anyway, as I stood there, I just felt like I was going to throw up. Um, not just from the smell, but being fooled into thinking that Carol had this wonderful life, you know, with all the trimmings that I didn't have at that time. Um, she seemed to have the things that I wanted, but couldn't, couldn't attain yet because I was in a phase in my life where I was transitioning um, from, from one place to another. You know, we all go through that transition phase. Like, and it doesn't just happen once, you know. It's happened to me several times. You know, you, you just transition. Like, if you move from one town to the other, you start out in this basic apartment, basic, you know, whatever. Um, but anyway, I just hadn't settled down <clears throat> permanently yet in that town. But um, Carol must have known that I was in shock because she started making excuses. Um, and I looked over at her and uh, I kind of, you know, feigned a smile. And she was saying, hey, I'm not always this messy. I've just been busy for the last few months. Um, and I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Are you ready? Um, and I headed toward the door and I just felt such disappointment. You know, I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed. And um, so on the ride to the movies and all during the movie, I just couldn't, I couldn't think of anything else. I could not get my mind on the movie, on the plot. <laughs> I can't even tell you what movie we went to see um, because I just kept thinking about how her house just seemed so perfect on the outside and the inside was just a complete debacle. I mean, it was awful. And I thought about how I had envied her life when I didn't even know it was hers. I had envied, you know, every day when I drove by there, I envied that home and stuff. And, and then I envied her, like, you know, how put together she seemed to be and how she was just always punctual and polite and just, you know, she just seemed to have it all together. And um, all the while she was living in a home that looked like something from third world country. Like, listen, y'all, like, you know, we all get kind of lazy sometimes and we might not vacuum for a few days or, you know, I mean, I may not clean my bathtub every day, but, you know, there's a difference in that and uh, just being complete nasty. And that's what her house was. It was completely nasty. Um, but at the same time, I felt hurt for her. Um, I, I did. I felt hurt that 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 she was one way on the outside and then another way behind closed doors. And um I just couldn't figure out why if she worked so hard on the outside, because listen, a yard like that doesn't come easy. 
I, when I lived, you know, when I was married years ago, I had the prettiest yard, <laughs> like in the neighborhood too. People would tell me all, my sister-in-law used to say, God, I love your yard. Um, because I, you know, I tried to keep it really nice. I love a, a pretty yard. Um, and I just, I just couldn't figure out why, you know, if she worked so hard outside that she didn't carry that over to the inside too. I mean, she was clearly capable of doing it, but I just wondered why she didn't bother. And it was almost like, you know, she was putting on an act for people when they saw the outside. So the movie ended and we left, you know, went back to her house and I picked up my car. And before I, before I backed out, you know, I sat there for a few minutes and I looked at her yard and it just, it just looked different after that. Um, it just looked different. It was no longer like the entrance to the life I thought that I wanted, but it was just like a, like a, a facade or something that, that Carol was putting on of a life that was messy that she tried to keep hidden. I can't explain it. But anyway, that night, um, as I was laying in bed, I realized that we can't judge a person's entire life um, by what they present in small increments. And then we have to look at the whole entire picture and that we can't ever compare our life or where we are in our life to where somebody else is because they might not be truly where we think they are. And that, you know, that was, Carol was living proof of that. Um, and I thought how, you know, we, we really need to accept our lives for where we are at the, at, the, at the very moment and be thankful and be happy for what we have. And then I thought about how social media, you know, you can post whatever you want to on Facebook, whatever you want to on Facebook and Instagram. I can take, I can be in the worst mood ever, but I can smile and take a big old toothy picture and just grin and ear to ear and post it on Facebook or Instagram. And nobody would ever know what a rotten day I was having. Um, when I was in that abusive relationship, no, hardly anybody knew because most of the time, you know, I put on this happy, happy facade, you know, I was just like laughed no matter where we went. And listen, he was the friendliest guy ever. He could be good to a total stranger, but for some reason he was mean to me. And then his wife that had uh, his ex-wife, he had been really mean to her. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but, um, so you can put on whatever picture, you know, you want people to see. And Carol had done that. Carol had put that picture on the outside, but the inside was a complete mess. Um, and as I lay there in my bed, you know, I, I turned on the lamp and I just looked around at my bare neutral walls with white blinds. And I smiled because I, for the first time, I felt truly grateful for what I had. I mean, I really did. You know, I was already grateful. I can't explain it. I was already grateful and thankful, but I felt truly grateful because I felt like at least what I had was real and I didn't try to make it appear to be one way when it was really the other um but anyway so after that for as long as I knew Carol and I stayed in that town probably another three and a half years uh, before I moved out of state and for as long as I knew her she was always the same <laughs> she, you know, she was always dressed up on the outside and her house always looked great outside. And the few times that I did go over there again, it was still a mess. She never, you know, she never cleaned up. She just, she just couldn't, she just couldn't do it. But 
you know, that situation with Carol taught me three things. Number one, if you find yourself comparing your life to somebody else's who seems like they have it all together because of how they present it through pictures, on social media, or just from the outside, you need to stop and change how you're thinking because most of the time, that's not the true picture. That's not reality. That's just an image that they want to present to the world. We all want to put our best foot forward, but, you know, we can't lie. We can't lie about stuff. We have to be real. And if I don't have it together, you know, I'm going to tell y'all, like I did the other day in the other episode, you know, I was like, listen, you know, I've been struggling with bitterness. I'm not going to come on here and lie and say, I got it all together. You know, I, I can, you know, I'm so perfect or whatever. No way. I'm going to tell you about my messes. I'm not going to try to hide it like Carol did. Um, the second thing that she taught me is that everybody has problems. Everybody has things they don't want other people to see, and everybody has something that they keep hidden, and that's okay. There's some things that you do need to keep hidden that only you and God need to know. You know, there's things in my life that, you know, nobody else knows except me and God, and that's that's how it should be. Um, the Bible does tell us to confess our faults one to another, but listen, before you go doing that, you better make sure that the person you're confessing to, um, is a good friend and wants only the best for you, and is not. Anyway, I'll go into that in a later a later podcast episode. But, uh, you know, people just allow you to see only the things that they want you to see. But just know that, you know, everybody has something they keep hidden. Nobody's life is perfect. And the third thing is, the, is an old saying that everybody knows. The grass is not greener on the other side <laughs> because that yard needs just as much maintenance as yours does. And I've also heard people say the reason that grass looks greener over there is there's more manure in it <laughs> and that may be true they got a lot more manure they have to deal with so yeah so don't be fooled by what seems to be on the other side of the fence because you know it most of the time it's just a picture it's not it's not reality um I had I had gone to church you know years ago back home in West Virginia and the preacher used to bring up he said that he said that he always battled with smoking and he loved Marlboros years ago when he was young. And so when he gave his life to the Lord, he asked the Lord to take that, that from him. Not, not that it was a sin necessarily, but for him, it just didn't feel right. And he said, you know, he prayed the Lord, you know, God help me to lay these down. And he said everywhere he went back then, there was billboards of the Marlboro man riding a horse. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys are young enough or um, old enough to remember that or not some of you might be too young to remember but uh yeah the billboard used to have a marble man on a horse and he he was smiling had his hat on he looked so happy but he said you know he said i was staring up at that billboard one day and he said i thought man that cigarette looks good and he said as he went around the back side of it he noticed the back side of that billboard was tore all to pieces it was shabby and shoddy and it was just tore and he said, that's how life is. You know, they make this picture up front look so good. But when you go behind the scenes, it's a mess. And that's just like, you know, we can all do that. We can all just put this perfect picture out there of, hey, look what I got. And I got it all together. But you know what? We're all mess inside, really. We're all broken people inside. We all have something. Some people are more broken than others. Um, but we all have something that we struggle with. And we all have something that we have to have God to help us with because if we didn't have to go to God then we wouldn't we wouldn't need him and then 
you know, that's not, we were put on this earth to not be independent or self-sufficient. We were put on this earth to be dependent on God. But anyway, I'll end with this. What we see in somebody's life is not the whole of their actual story. So don't compare yourself and what you have or don't have to what other people seem to have. Because you're just as blessed and I'm just as blessed as anybody else if we opened our eyes today and we were able to take a breath. We're blessed. If God gave us another day with our families, with friends, and another day to to work for him and work for his behalf and, and you know, just do for him and try to reach the lost and try to do good for other people and help people. Hey, we're blessed. What more could we ask for? But I want to give you one scripture today in all of this, and it's found in Philippians 4.11. And it says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope that I have said something in this episode today that has touched you and maybe caused you to think. And the next time that you see somebody who seems to be all perfect on the outside, trust me, they ain't. <laughs> they ain't. They're just as messed up as you are, Ryan. And, uh, you know, they, they may be just putting on a show because they are in such bad pain. But anyway, y'all have a really good weekend and I will catch you on Monday.